Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, and this is the Indie Comics Spotlight. So this week, the week of uh, March 31st, I had two books um, to review. So we're going to dive right into it. The first one is called Witch Blood, and it's from Vault Comics. And uh, they're a smaller publisher, uh, but they've been coming out with a ton of content. So, uh, yeah, vaultcomics.com, I believe, is their web address. You might want to check them out to see what their content has. They actually have some uh, stuff that's coming up in the next couple of months that's quite interesting that I'm looking forward to reading. Um, but today, we're going to be discussing Witch Blood. It was created by Matthew Ehrman and Lisa Sturl, colors by Gab Contreras, and lettered by Jim Campbell. Um, all right, so this week's books are, are number one. So the hardest thing with number ones is a couple things. One, it's world building, especially with uh, independent publishers, because most of the content is not known. Um, so you have world building in when anywhere between 22 to 28 pages, um, and then get the movie, uh, get the story moving along. So those are challenges right there. Um, and then get the buy-in from the reader into the characters and the story so they can uh, pick up issue number two. Uh, so that's what I look for always in the challenge of a, of a number one issue to see if it can kind of like tie me in um, with the story, the art, the writing, um, and the world building, um, what they're trying to tell with the story. So Witch Blood, basically, in essence, it's a witch who is eventually going to come up against some vampires um, and they're going to clash. So yeah, but it has a wild western kind of feel to it. So they have um, it's set in the west, uh, in the desert, and they all have the lingo of of cowboys. So it's quite an interesting concept, um, but it works. So it, it, it's um, I, I and I found it kind of not confusing, but just kind of hard to read in the beginning because I was trying to see what was going on, um, and I try not to read the solicitations. I try to see if I can figure out the story myself, and. Uh, what I thought in my head after I read the solicitations was where it was going. So you have sort of like this Western feel um, to the book, like cowboys um, uh, with witches and, and vampires, which is a pretty cool concept. So basically you have this one witch, Yana, who the story's revolving around. Um, not sure what her motive is as of yet. Um, we just find that she's in the desert somewhere out west, um, and then she comes across uh, this little... I guess, uh, truck stop, um, and she's there because she almost got run over, her bike got messed up, the bike that she was riding on, um, and she's getting it fixed, coming to find out that the person that almost ran her over and ruined her bike was at this truck stop. They get into a confrontation. We find out that uh, the woman that almost ran her over is actually called a hex, so I believe they're vampire hunters. Um, they got into a confrontation, and as they got into a confrontation, uh, the hex was there because she was hunting what's called a thrall, which is a... I guess a vampire pack, um, and they ended up showing up in the middle of their fight. Um, yeah, so uh, this guy was at the truck stop, um, waiting to I guess give something to the vampires. He came out, gave it to the vampires. They tore his heart out um, and ate it right there, um, and then confronted the two young ladies. Um, the hex girl ran away, saying good luck, and left the witch there to fend for herself. Got into a little scuffle with the vampires, and then she escaped, and now the vampires have somebody who they need to hunt. Now we come to find out that whatever was delivered to the vampire was sort of the source of all witches' magic. Um, it goes back to the source for this one witch named Esmeralda, and they're seeking it for whatever purposes they have, I believe, to achieve more power. Uh, we'll find out more 
I guess as the story goes along. So there's a lot in there to, to, to have been unpacked um, for a first issue, but you know, once you get past the first couple of pages and, and then really understand where the story's going, uh, then it really opens up. So yeah, it's a really interesting concept. I actually liked it. Um, like I said, the difficulty of, of building a world is, is there, but you get it towards the end, which is good. Um, the only, I guess, qual that I had with it is the art is actually really good. It's amazing, along with the colors. Um, I think the the art doesn't match the feel of what the could, the book could be. To me, it felt more of like a, the book could be more of like a horror book. Um, and I think it has more of a softer uh, tone to it as far as the art. Um, I don't want to say like anime style, but there's like uh, some influence there, I, I believe. Um, but if it went a little bit more gritty, I'm trying to think of, but I guess, yeah, a little bit more gritty, a little bit more dark than I think it would have been more appealing, especially with that Western and vampire versus witch. Um, but I mean, the art is beautiful. Um, to me, it just, it kind of just disassociated with what was being told in the story. Or I guess the way that I was reading it, I was reading it as to be a little bit more dark. Um, but yeah, check it out. Um. It's cool. I don't know if I'll continue with it only because of that disconnect between the art and, and the writing. Um, I think if it was a lot darker and grittier uh, to match what the story is being told, I think it'd be more appealing to me. But in no way, no means uh, bad at all. Um, Witchblood by Vault Comics. Check them out. Pretty cool. All right, moving on. So book number two, Shadecraft from Image Comics. Uh, this one is brought to you by Joe Henderson and Lee Garbert, with colors by Antonio Bella, uh, letters by Simon Bolin. Now, this is the team that actually brought us Skyward before. If you don't know what Skyward was, it's uh, about a character named Willa. Well, actually, the world actually loses uh, gravitational pull, so there's less gravity. So if you push hard enough from the ground, you could actually end up in space and dying. Um, and Willa's the main character, or Ron, the main character, where uh, she discovers that her parents either had the solution um, to return gravity back to, to normal, um, and then obviously there's the uh, protagonist who is, or the antagonist, um, who is trying to keep power because they've developed technology to help keep people on the ground. So as long as there's no gravity, they maintain power and control. Uh, it was a beautifully drawn book, and it, it was a really well-told story. So uh, when I saw this, I was like looking forward to something just as good. Um, and you know what? Not disappointed at all. So uh, Joe and Lee, really good combination between writing um, and and art um, and world-building because this book, really, the pace of this book is, is really cool. I mean, with each page turn, I was just looking forward to what was going on next and with um lee's art i mean it, it's just it's beautiful to look at it's quite dynamic so each one of the panels looks like it's been meticulously thought out to show either an emotion or some type of like dynamic movement that keeps uh, the reader interested which is really cool and then along with the colors they're just it makes everything pop um so basically the story here is about a young lady her name is zadie um and it takes place in illinois um, and we just, throughout the story, find out that shadows are chasing her. Don't know why yet, um, in the first issue, but she just thinks that she's going crazy, 
Um, but we come to find out that her brother um, is in a coma, and he's been in a coma over a year uh, at home. So um, she feels already awkward as it is, and she felt like she was already playing second fiddle to him because he was quite popular in school, and now that he's been in a coma, he's getting even more attention. Um, so there's this one scene throughout the book where she goes into the room talking to him and, and just relates how much she hates him even more because of him being in a coma um, and how she's playing second fiddle. Um, and she wants him to come back so that things can get slightly back to normal um, in that sense so she could hate him a little bit less. Uh, it was really cool to see that sort of like emotional aspect in the story being told. Um, but she has friends in school, a very small circle, and, and she's the only one to see the shadow, um, and they don't know what to make of it. So towards the end of the book, we get to find out um, she actually has an argument with her mom and her dad, ends up running into the woods, and the shadow beast ends up coming out of the trees and starts to chase her. But on top of that, her own shadow actually comes to life and says, run. So it tries to defend her from being swallowed by the shadow monster. So as they're running through, the her shadow actually ends up falling on the ground. And she thinks that she's imagining everything. So she actually ends up running back, and a shadow told her to run. And she's like, well, if I'm imagining everything, then I'm going to imagine I'm going to die as a hero as well. So she's picking up the shadow. Um, the, other sh the, the shadow beast actually swallows them whole, and everything goes dark. All of a sudden, you see this light coming out, the light from her phone, um, and the, the shadow monster is dispelled. And they have sort of a small conversation. And a twist at the end that I did not see coming, which was really great, is he tells her uh, one thing, which is, I hate you too. And we come to find out that the shadow is somehow her brother, or the essence of her brother. And then that's how the actual issue ends. So, yeah, really interesting. So... Um, from the writing to the art to the coloring to the pace of the book, the style of the book, um, I think you guys will really enjoy this. Um, I definitely did. I'm going to continue with this and, and see where it goes. Um, you know, these guys didn't disappoint before, and I'm almost positive that this is going to be just as, as good of a ride. So Shadecraft from Image Comics, uh, you definitely want to check it out. Cool. All right, so those are the two books for the week of March 31st. I hope that you guys check them out. Um, if you're ever in the Jersey area, you might want to stop by The Joker's Child in Fairlawn. Those are where I get my books from. Uh, they've been there for close to 30 years. So these guys know what they're talking about. So you might want to just stop in and uh, swing by and, and, and pick up some books. Uh, maybe these books. Again, The Joker's Child in Fairlawn. Wonderful. All right. So that's our Indie Spotlight for this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, look out next Friday for next week's uh, top picks and then look out every Mondays for our creator spotlight where Justin and I sit uh, with a creator or we just sit and, and have a chat about what's going on we do have a special announcement coming up uh, this Monday so you may want to check that out as well until next time be amazing stay amazing and read something amazing <laughs>